Welcome to the Crass Rebuttal. This is our second episode. This is Colin. This is Tori. And uh, we're happy to have released our introductory episode, and this will be our first episode with somewhat of a um, structure. First off, I think we're going to talk about uh, COVID-19, this little coronavirus pandemic that you may or may not be familiar with. If you're not familiar with it, you're living under a rock. Right, Um, and that's probably a bad thing because you're probably spreading it. (laughs) Right. Like the spring breakers. Uh, Apparently uh, our governor here in Florida cares more about tourist money and keeping people employed in the short term than stopping a virus because we just had a bunch of spring breakers leave this past weekend and spread coronavirus to all 50 states. There's a there's a handy map. I'll put the I'll put a link to the map in the uh, in the description of this episode that shows where all the spring breakers went back to and potentially spread disease. So make sure you thank your local uh, your local state governments for enabling the spread of a virus. Well, I actually saw a report this morning that said the uh, pretty funny how all of the bl- the so-called blue coastal states are taking it pretty seriously on, on, on each end of the country, but the middle of the country is just kind of going about their normal day, not really giving a fuck. I mean, there's not that many people in the middle of the country and they're in their, uh, yeah, but it's still you know, spreads. To their it's, and, and they're not getting, they're getting, um, they're getting messages from like trumpet, you know, governors, just like our idiot down here. You know, talking about, oh, I talked to President Trump and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? You're not supposed to have to kiss the ring to get help. You're supposed to just get help. That's the whole point. And now this orange blowheart wants everyone to kiss his ring before they get help. And and so, and the messaging, like, that's the big thing. It's the messaging from Republicans in these states out there that are just letting things just continue as normal. I mean... People were in Mardi Gras in New Orleans, too, and spread it around. And I'm sure they got all kinds of people sick there, too. So, oh, yeah, there's definitely a massive there's definitely a massive difference between the messaging from Democratic governors and Republican governors in each state about how this is going down. And the blue states seem to be doing better. Well, I gotta say, I, I need a, I need to hand it to Governor Cuomo of New York. He's been doing a he's been doing a pretty pretty decent job, but he's also been starting to uh, kind of trouble me. I saw it on the new on the news earlier. He was talking about um, what was it that a quarantine? If Trump decides to quarantine New York or quarantine like the tri-state area up there in the Northeast, that Cuomo would find that unconstitutional. And I'm thinking to myself, well, isn't that what you're trying to accomplish? Like you're trying to accomplish a quarantine to stop the spread of disease. And I feel like he might be falling into that partisan bullshit where they they're like, oh, the the bad orange man is telling me what to do, so now it's not the right thing to do. Like if if I but mean, the thing is, why wouldn't a the thing is about that is the big orange buffoon is kind of doing it out of spite because no one in New York likes him. That's true. I think they still call him Don the Con he, in, uh, in the New been, York City uh, area. There's well, because he's a con man, and everyone in New York knew it. That's why he had like, that's why like, uh, he has an eight percent approval rating in Manhattan. Um, I mean, well, also Manhattan skews pretty red. I'm sorry, I'm my mistake. Very blue. Yeah. So it can't it can't all be attributed to his uh, his bad reputation there. I also read an article today that said uh there was uh medical vendors instructed not to deal with uh the state of michigan where i'm originally from because he didn't like the way they were acting and talking about him there so he's you know he's out there now telling medical vendors to not send supplies places because they didn't kiss the ring and that's just ridiculous Actually, one of my uh, one of my buddies just called me out on that on the Facebook post that I made about that. Apparently, what Trump actually said was, "quote It needs to be a two way street." He's very good. One thing that he's very good at is is like not it's not necessarily a dog whistle, but saying subtle phrases to where you know what he means, 
like you can imply or you can infer what he's implying without him actually having to say it. And he does that all the time. And it makes it actually kind of difficult to argue with people who have opposing views because if you, if the person doesn't read into the statement, then yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, it has to be a two way street, whatever. But what he's actually saying is he wants, he wants more, um, more good press out of that area. Yeah, but that's uh, anyone that wants to argue about stuff like that doesn't has probably not taken too many government or civics classes because in a time of crisis, the government's job is to take care of people, not red state people or blue state people, people. They're in the in this. This is no different than if a hurricane ravaged 14 states, half of them red, half of them blue. He has to help all of the states. That's the federal government's job. They have to help all the states. It is not a two-way street. We are allowed to criticize him. He needs to read the Constitution. That is the point. We are allowed to criticize him. And if you don't like the criticism, then do a better job. But you don't get to withhold things from people for because they didn't kiss your ring, dude. That's just not that's not cool. That's not the way this works. It never has worked that way. It never will work that way. You're the federal government. Your job is to help people. It says in the beginning, we the people, not we the red states and we the blue states. No, that's bullshit. It's not a fucking two-way street. And anyone that wants to argue that needs to go take some fucking classes because they clearly didn't. True. Well, uh, another thing, it's difficult... I, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're apparently politicizing a virus, which I think uh, this is a time when we need to put aside partisan politics and focus, like you said, on helping the people and 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 on scientific resolutions to to the pandemic. I don't understand why people are politicizing something that that just doesn't need to be politicized or you can't get can't. I didn't think prior to this, I didn't think this could be politicized. I really want to do some research into like the 1918 uh, Spanish flu and see what kind of, um, what kind of politicization was going on there just to see if this is something that happens whenever there's a large scale disaster or pandemic. Well, if you go back into more, into more recent history, there was some attempt at subtle, subtle politicization of the stuff that happened when Obama was in office. What was it? It was, was he was, was he the H1N1 guy? And then Bush was the SARS guy. See with Bush, they didn't, they couldn't, no one could politicize that stuff because it was after nine 11. The, you know, the Iraq, we, all the truth hadn't come out about the Iraq war. So SARS was a little bit hard to politicize at that point. But all I know for sure is the response to this has been anemic at best. But one thing that this does is it brings it brings a lot of things to light, like how we're not really a proactive nation. We're not good at we're not good at being prepared for things. We're all right at reacting, uh, especially to attacks. Like if it's a military operation, we can react better than anybody in the world because we have that defense budget. But something like this, it really brings to light the fact that we don't have one social safety nets and two, um, just the resources to fight something that we, we were, we're not expecting. And I, well, that's one thing I hope will come out of all of this is that we'll be a more proactive nation. We'll have some safeguards in place for this ever happening again, or something on this scale ever happening. again. Well, they could have, you know, proactively left the national pandemic office together instead of cleaning it out because they needed as steve dumbass bannon puts it we need to dismantle the administrative state yeah that's what we need to get rid of the people in charge of seeing pandemics and control and having a response we need to get rid of that team that's the team that's destroying America because it's too much administrative state. And now look at what happened. It just, it goes to yeah. show that you, there's these programs are needed, whether they seem like it's ridiculous government extra bloat or not, 
you have the things in place so other bad things don't happen. We have the best military in the world. Why? Because in, in, in what happens because of that? No one's going to fuck with us. It's literally the only thing we can be proactive on. But like, you know, pandemic response and epidemic response and disease control, these are things that you should be proactively checking into, not dismantling offices that take care of them because you feel there's an administrative state that's just too much for government. Like, no, too much government is telling people what they can and can't do in their own house and in their own love life. That's too much government, not controlling pandemic response. Having a bloated DOD budget, that's, that's, you know, too much government. I mean, we could, we could definitely defend our borders and some of our interests for a whole hell of a lot less money. And, and, you know, hashtag bring the troops home. If we're going <laughs> to spend that much money, then our troops need to make a lot more money. Like from the, from the lowest levels on up need to be making a lot more money. They are, we do not pay our troops well. And I honestly don't care if they're getting fed and housed in the GI bill. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't care. They're doing something that most Americans would not volunteer to do. Therefore they should be paid. Like they're getting like they're out there doing something that only a very small number of people are willing to do. It's, you know, I kind of like the, that- the free see, like they have a problem. There's a, there's a in there's an establishment problem with like, you know, Bernie's idea with like, you know, college for all, because then what what else would how would they recruit poor kids if they didn't have, you know, a GI bill that's go, oh hey, you should, you know, come be a soldier and you can go to school when you're done. If they can't do that if college is free, which at that point they so would have to pay the soldiers, you'd have to make it monetarily worth coming in and wanting you know to get shot at they're very uh they're very persuasive with their free health care that's how they got me i got my first wife pregnant and i needed health care and i actually told my uh i believe it was my brigade commander um one of my buddies he went he went right before me the brigade commander was asking us questions and he asked you know he asked him uh, why did you join? And he said something to the effect of, you know, I wanted to serve my country, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, the, the brigade commander, I think it was a full bird colonel looked at him and was like, well, that's very noble and turned to me. And he said, well, why did you join? And that was at the beginning of me being very confident and voicing my opinion <laughs> and not really caring. So I looked at him and I said, well, I knocked up my girlfriend and I needed health insurance so he gave me a challenge coin, which in the in the military uh, in the military fields is a, is a bit of a big deal, you know. So it was it was pretty cool that you know that that happened. But he appreciated it apparently that I was pretty straightforward with him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't I don't know the troops. The troops are pretty well taken care of, but I mean it's just it's just so expensive to have all these bombs. I don't know if we could pay the troops are they, and still have bombs. But I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> are they that well taken care of? When I see constant stories about uh, private sending out, you know, these private contractors building all these shitty houses that end up getting moldy and all this crap for for soldiers and their families, and then no one wants to do anything about it. I mean, like, that doesn't seem like we're taking care of them all that well. If we're, I mean, this is like they're privatizing the building of the homes the soldiers are going to live in. Seems like they could kind of build them themselves to a point. I mean, why are, well, most- why are we letting the private sector in like that? That's what bugs me about it. We're letting the private sector in. <laughs> they're taking our tax dollars, and then they're fucking over the soldiers by giving them shitty houses. That ain't fucking cool. Uh, it keeps That's uh, not, that it makes keeps me want to stab somebody in the neck. It keeps prices low. It's all about the lowest bidder. I mean, it's just it's the lowest bidder system. So we put people's health at risk for the lowest builder system because they can't build these houses. It seems without getting black mold in them. Yep. Well, that's why there's a big joke among like veterans and stuff. If military grade is a marketing term that you fall for, you've probably never been in the military. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you probably got a pickup truck and a few other pieces of them. I'm going to let that go. (laughs) That's that's about the stereotype. Everyone between me and uh, the Ohio River. 
I was just say, yeah, a, a Punisher shirt <laughs> or a Punisher hat. Probably a Confederate flag and, and an American flag, not realizing that they were enemies. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. And I see I see arguments about that all the time because I uh, I was a Civil War reenactor and I'm still in a lot of the Civil War reenacting groups on Facebook. And I see people argue about why the Confederacy fought the war every single fucking day <laughs> i'm like how, how many times can you beat this dead horse like the, the horse is dead stop beating it we know why they fought we know why it's it's not even a fucking I mean, question Jesus, for one it was, at this point it was 160 years ago you lost get over it like right i love it when people pull it oh it's southern heritage um so you're proud of being racist treasonous american killers okay and losers just check it <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's something to base a heritage off of but okay yeah i, think, I mean but they're the same people who are proud to be american so i mean i i got it just goes to show how bad the school system is <laughs> that and how bad indoctrination yeah, I guess it's is. Not like really a lot schools. of people, the schools only the schools are doing what they're told by forces above them, which sucks really bad. I really wish people knew more about like what the Koch brothers uh, have done to education, especially through the Midwest. I watched a documentary about that a few years ago, and it's just amazing the amount of influence they've put into education and indoctrinating people out in the middle of the country knowing if they can keep the middle of the country red they can keep winning and basically cheating the rest of us out of what we're out of what we're voting for yeah i'm not familiar with any of that i don't know uh do the Koch brothers do they have interest in uh in public education or are you referring to like private uh, schools well they're they've they started funding local elections and state elections realizing they could make real headway in their agenda there and they did so they started funding school board elections and all this crap and and getting the people in there that are going to teach what they feel is the proper things to the children which is basically a bunch of right-wing so garbage. that's how we that's how we end up with creationist textbooks in texas and yes, stuff like that that's exactly how because these guys funded <laughs> The people, the, the the school board elections and the state representatives and shit that got that fought to get that shit changed because they knew where their bread was buttered. There's a couple of documentaries about the Koch brothers, and thank God one of them is dead. Now, if the other one would die, it'd be better. World would be a better place. And also remember, they made their money in Georgia Pacific, which is a lot of energy, like oily, taxpayer subsidized. Don't crap. they make? Don't they make sheetrock too? Georgia Pacific does. I feel like I've seen Georgia. They're they're very extended. They're one of those like supply chain conglomerates, Mm. right? Where they own everything from the ore to the finished product. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know that much about how they made their money. I've just I've watched documentaries about how they've really tried to put their hand on the political system in this country through money. Through money, it's really sad. It's all. It all comes down to the money and it always it's it's been all about the money since Nixon for it's been 50 years of this crap. They've been conditioning and conditioning and manufacturing consent about all of this crap. They have I mean, they they made the false narrative about the media being liberal the whole time. They're pushing the media so far to the right that you you don't even like to talk about to talk about tax dollars doing anything but blowing up brown people is socialism the only thing our tax money can do is blow up the brown people in other countries anything else beyond that is socialism it's like people this is this is the framing and the brainwashing and the manufacturing consent they've been working on for 50 years and look at where it's gonna look at where it's got us we are in the we are in the beginning of the worst financial crisis this country's ever gonna see and what the first thing they do, build out a whole bunch of companies that didn't need it because they're all working against us. Well, I mean, it might not be the worst financial crisis ever. I mean, Trump's going to have us back to work by <laughs> Easter. Yeah, that's so funny. I mean, 
That was a little tongue in cheek. I mean, that's just that's so funny. Because I mean, anyone with a brain knows that that ain't gonna happen. Well, that's why I was saying earlier. I mean, we need scientific based approaches to things like this, not partisan. I mean, we're getting we're we're losing valuable time with, on partisanship. And look, and we 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 we, we, we just, just found out since this started how good the scientists are, because. In the time everybody's been quarantined, air pollution has gone down significantly, which means all the climate scientists were a thousand percent right about everything they've been saying and how much we need to just change our ways. Look at the quarantine, got everybody to stay home, quit driving, and the air's cleaning itself up. Like, so yes, we need scientists. We need to stop having a war on scientists. That is true. That's what's really bad. Like to watch, to watch, like, to watch these people that are supposed to be smart enough to be a congressional, a leader in Congress and, and be able to make these bills and stuff. Listen to these people just spout off about how science is bullshit. It's like, oh, dude, you're so wrong. And it, like now we're now we know. Look how wrong they are because the scientists are right about climate and probably everything else that we needed. You want to hear something hilarious. I don't remember if I, I, I sent you the photo or the link um, off air, but um, I learned yesterday that there is a congressional candy drawer. Are no, you aware you of this? No, you did not send me that. Okay, so there's a congressional candy drawer where one member of Congress who usually sits near a busy like entryway or something, and this is, I, I looked it up, it's a thing that exists, they have a record of who has the candy drawer, but they're responsible for having a drawer full of candy that all the senators go by and grab candy out of. Like I get, I get having some kind of like little tradition in Congress break up the monotony. But I'm wondering, are they still using that candy drawer now? Like, are they coughing into their hands and shoving their hands into a big drawer of Jolly Ranchers? Like, did Rand Paul infect other people before he uh, before he was he was quarantined? Like, I'm wondering how many politicians and business leaders and and people that we look where I say we look up to uh, the general population looks up to are going to come down with this virus because of just poor decisions and not caring. I don't know. I feel like so many people are apathetic and I don't know if that's a problem with me or if I'm, or if I'm accurate, that there's just rampant apathy. Oh, very much so. Like they've brainwashed everyone to go. You just got to keep pushing and someday you'll get there. You can be just like Bill Gates. If you just, if you keep working hard, no one's ever become a millionaire working nine to five. I say even Bill Gates had to use a monopoly. Yeah, yeah he had to monopolize <laughs> his bullshit to get. Yeah, I know. But so I was, we were talking about the air pollution, and I pulled up some maps like that. I just I googled it real quick. First one to pop up was this map from New York, article from the New York Times, which yeah, New York Times, but whatever. It has actual satellite photos of how they measure the 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 NO2 emissions nitrous yeah, oxide it's showing the maps of it like over Los Angeles from March 1st to March 19th of 2019 and March 2020 same dates first to the 19th and it's like it's pro it's, does it say how much here cuz it lo according to the map it looks like it's like 80% gone like it looks like nice. there's just no pollution now and hardly any pollution in Los Angeles. And they have one for Seattle. Same thing. It's like, it's almost gone in New York. Granite, New York's like the most densely populated place in almost the entire world. So what, clearly definitely America, like it's cut in half, at least in half in New York. Like it's just amazing. And now actually you can see it. If you're up early, like I am, and you catch, I only have an antenna on my TV, so I'll catch the morning news from like the New York shows, and you can see it in the morning. You can yeah. tell the difference by when they do the the uh, pictures from like the tops of the buildings. You can see a difference. I was yeah. I I was watching another podcast uh, earlier this week, and they were talking about how out in San Francisco, like people can see across the bay. 
So we it just it goes to show how correct the scientists always were. And if they don't embrace it pretty soon, I don't know. If we don't embrace science pretty soon, man, some bad things could happen. There's a lot of people that I've noticed that seem to see science as because science, okay, the definition of science is the compilation of all proven or evidence-based peer-reviewed knowledge of humanity. And people have, once again have found a way to politicize that, like just the same way they politicized a virus. And there's no politics to science, and people don't understand that. It seems to me, and I don't know this to be a hundred percent true across the board. There's people on both sides, but the the more liberal you are, the more likely you are to believe in. I say believe in science. No, it's not, not a good term. There's not the more you likely should... you are. Yeah, exactly. There's no belief. <laughs> yeah. the the more The more liberal you are, the more likely you are to accept science. Whereas the farther right you are, the less likely you are to accept science. And I don't understand where this came from. Like you can accept science, you can accept climate change and still believe in states' rights and, uh, you know, freedom of the individual and uh, low taxation and and privatization of, of industry. Like you can believe in those things yet still also understand that science exists. And I don't know where these rifts come from, but they happen in our society all the time where one side will be like, Oh, well, yeah, you know, science says X, Y, Z. And the other side's like, well, I don't believe what you believe politically. So I'm not going to believe yeah, science. I, that's a bad uh, <laughs> shit blows my mind. I don't get it. Like, no, no, science is facts. It's not a matter of belief or not. It's just because I, I maybe it's people don't understand it. I believe that's where a lot of conspiracy theories come from. People, you know, a lot of like religion comes from the fact that maybe thousands of years ago, people didn't know how to explain shit. So they made something up that they felt everyone could understand. I don't know, but I'm, but science, it's not hard now. If you have a computer or a smartphone, you can look it up. It's and the people think scientists are political, and scientists are not political. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna have an opinion and they're gonna vote for issues that matter to them, just like anyone would. But they're not. But they're not out there yes. like going, "Oh, I have to find this answer because it fits my political beliefs." No, scientists are out there going, I need because to it's gonna own the, the libs. I need to know what steps it takes yeah. to get to the answer I need and how to make it work. It's like Exactly. But as in all things, it seems in our culture today, it's become politicized. Which uh oh that, that actually reminds me. That was that goes back to what I was talking about. That's back to the manufacturing consent thing. They want people to believe a certain things a certain way so they can get what in in the end is best for them. And when you start reading these books and watching these documentaries, you start it's not hard to put the pieces together. I mean, anyone that watches pays attention as much as I have, I guess. You can it's not hard to put those pieces together. They're all right there in front of you. It's oh, these people over here, well, hey, well, look at there's a picture of them all at the same party together. So clearly they're talking about, you know, what they're doing. They see that's the thing. It's like George George Carlin. Uh, funny, I was watching some of his stuff today. It was like somebody's going, Yeah, he's he's a philosopher with his sense of humor, and that's kind of right in a way. But you know, a hundred percent. Now I forgot what I was gonna say because I'm ah, uh, so how much fun is this quarantine stuff having to stay home every day? I it's know, driving I'm me so crazy. Ready to go like back to work. I saw you. I I saw your post about. Did I had actually, a dream about doing a show. <laughs> I literally okay. All right. I hate telling people about dreams. Uh, as Dennis Reynolds said in uh, Always Sunny, telling people about dreams is like showing them photographs. If I'm not in them and no one's having <laughs> sex, I don't care. But this dream. I, I spent an entire day in my dream setting up an AV setup in a ballroom, you know, lights and audio and all that good stuff. 
And then I went to sleep in the dream, woke up the next day in a hotel room in the dream, and then I went and did decor for the same event. So I'm pretty sure I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go do some concerts or some shows, something. I mean, I, I was hoping this was going to be over in time to, oh. to, to get the graduation circuit, but I don't see that happening. No, graduations are canceled. And after after this, after spending time stuck in my house with my children, I'm ready to go on tour. <laughs> See you later. Um, yeah, I'm well when it uh, all same. we can do is just hope that when it hits, it hits hard. Oh, it's going to. And everybody, the good thing I want to do a shout out to all everybody in the A V concert entertainment touring industry. All these people right now are studying their asses off. Everybody's learning new skills. Everybody's getting new certifications because, and another shout out, all of the companies, ETC is one of them. Um, I can't think of any others off the top. Oh, the uh, American Ladder Institute. I got to say, I am certified in stepladder safety. Now. I didn't even know that. But, was, uh, I didn't know that was everybody. A <laughs> me either it was on a list of free certifications to get oh, so i got you, it because i was born you gotta one send day. me that way. but everybody is i will all of these uh uh manufacturers and um and all the workers and all the employees everyone's doing a great job at just expanding their education and that's one thing that i've always loved about the av industry is it's much like uh the computer, the IT sector is everybody has something to teach. Everybody has something to learn and everybody very freely gives away their knowledge because knowledge is knowledge is power. And we should all yeah, be I guess empowered. I should start working on some more stuff. This can, this thing I've been trying to mess with that, with that uh, program on my computer, but it really sucks not being able to, it, I swear the buttons aren't there to do what I want to do. And it's just it's I would download uh I would download camps. This is magic Q. It's uh it's really good. And if anybody's that, interested I, who's I'm listening not gonna remember in, that uh, stage lighting. That I would say luckily, yeah, we also talk off air. But uh no, if anybody listening is interested in stage lighting, uh camps this magic cue is where it's at. I uh I was a firm believer. And if I if I ever get to the big leagues, I'll definitely be a everybody MMA guy. But right now, I'm a Campsys Magic Q guy. Well, the Grand MA is great because it's so convertible. You can literally configure it to however you want it. There's no, you have very few limitations um, from what I've, from what I understand. I don't know how many of our listeners are interested in stage lighting. Oh, <laughs> probably not many. I bet and there's, there's probably even less <laughs> that are in, in interested in the part that I do. You know, not too many people care about putting the rig up and then testing the rig and plugging in the power. Well, yeah, nobody cares about the power yeah, nobody guy. Nobody cares about the power guy until it stops working. Yeah. Or well, they, I think that's everybody's well, job though. And that's where we bring this well, around and make it applicable to everybody. The power guy until it stops <laughs> working or they, or they zap themselves. Yeah. That's, that's also a uh, pretty real. And that's, I've been trying to explain that. I, I've explained it to Kayla and my wife several times that like, my job is ridiculously dangerous. They had a guy, there was a stagehand, you know, um, I mean, rest in peace. I don't know him uh, personally, but I saw an article about his, uh, his passing and he, he leaned on a piece of equipment and was electrocuted. Like there, there's just, and I'm, I don't know if it could have been avoided or if it was a freak accident or something like that. And I hate talking about him without knowing the full story, but it just goes to show that, and we're 1099 workers as well. So that brings into another uh, another whole aspect of our political conversation in the protection of 1099 workers and even the abuse of 1099 workers, because most of us by law should be W-2 workers. And in our industry, we're not given that opportunity. We're told 1099 lose the gig and there's 50 to 100 people who are right behind you who will work for 1099 and i mean down here in florida the union is garbage like fuck iatsi 321 iatsi 321 is fucking garbage i i was gonna say i've you said that you told me it's hard to get them on the phone so i sent them uh i sent a 
message to their page to the president's fucking personal facebook and an email and i've heard nothing back so i mean i don't and all i did was say how do i join like what's the process for joining i waited a few days hey i'm still interested in joining iatsi and they they don't, they don't give a shit because i and i'm assuming it's because they have no power here there's no point in joining a union in a red state uh, that's unfortunately true i've tried to contact them a few times what really sucks is i was like trying to reach out to new companies and stuff places i hadn't worked before do some that some national companies and then this happened yeah right yeah we had just fixed like up I your resume a, i found a place a, a big a place that does some pretty big shows and <laughs> they would there they said don't call us we there's nothing to do you can't do anything for them online had to print out a resume and send it to them through snail mail haven't ran it wait yeah. was this prior haven't to the pandemic that in a while yes that is weird like actually having to send a resume through the I mail won't. to somebody haven't had to do that in a long long time the good part of that is, though, that they're probably not using um, one of those AI programs to filter your resume out and automatically delete it. So at least if you snail mail it, someone's going to look at so, it. And so that's a, that's a, that's a plus. I was I wanted to timestamp it for everyone, but I'm wa I watched uh, Sam Samantha B's show on TBS, and she makes a joke, right? And the picture they use for Florida is driving west on the Howard Franklin Bridge into the sunset. And you can see the traffic jam on the side going into Tampa. It's so funny. It's like it's uh, <laughs> it's the it, it, I know it's on her uh, one of her segments from time. her show on Wednesday. But I bring it up because I wanted and it's the 107 mark. So it's pretty funny. But there's another reason I wanted to bring this. I wanted to do this one because she talks she actually does talk about our industry she goes into it pretty big time about uh seasonal workers and stuff because everybody's talking about restaurants and all this you know all these other people that are out of business but people don't realize like they cancel south by southwest do you know how many thousands of thousands of people lost thousands of dollars because south by southwest got canceled and that's not the people that own the businesses. That was just the people that well, each, were showing up to work for a week. I was going to say each person lost thousands of dollars. There was millions oh, yeah. of dollars lost overall between corporate profits and between my cousin just worker moved profits to Austin and, and all that. Totally said it was. She's like it was her going to be her first one, her first South by Southwest since since uh, moving oh, there, no. and. She was really bummed and she's like, she can't, no. she's like, everybody around here is just like freaking out. They're not going to make any money. Well, no one's making any money. And you know who are the only people who are making a big fucking fuss about it? Yep. Landlords. There, there's, all there. I see everywhere is people fighting there's about eight landlords. on my property. The only person that still has a job is the one lady that's a nurse. Oh jeez, I feel for them. 45 mark of Sam Samantha B's COVID-19 is the world's worst coworker segment. She talks about she talks about all the <laughs> festivals and concert workers and she's the only one to show have actual pictures and and actually talk about what the fuck is going on with us and like like yeah yeah, that's awesome. It's really Cause it's not, and it's not just concerts. Like there won't be, there will be no comic con. There will be no nerd, no nerd things going on this year. The international car show has been canceled all over the country. These are huge, like two week long setups that just, oh man, it's so, but okay. Plus side people, don't hub traffic is up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things you the things you can learn from watching satire. That's good. And I've heard that uh, uh, part of that might be that premium is now free. They are not an advertiser. This is just a public service announcement. That Pornhub Premium is free. If for you this need month. Pornhub Premium, you probably watch too much porn. You should probably get another habit. 
I honestly buy, have. Find another hobby. I mean, take up knitting. Just anything that keeps I'll, your I'll, hands I'll busy. I'll endorse playing video games. <laughs> Right. I actually haven't been doing as much of that. I've been doing a lot more playing guitar. I've been I've been leaps and bounds improving in my guitar playing, which is still subpar, but it's better than I was. I can play two Green Day songs now, which are the easiest songs to play in the world. So it's not much of an accomplishment, but I feel like it's an accomplishment. I haven't been doing much. I've been watching about how much the uh I'm watching a bunch of very smart people talk about how much the uh, bailout is really just how this stimulus bill is just awful. I heard, I don't know. I, I will say that up front that I don't know, but I heard that there is a tax break yeah, for the 1% inside of the in stimulus there. bill, which I know the, the Democrats also snuck stuff in there. There's something about solar panel rebates or something. I mean, both sides. And that's something that whenever I start I start saying anything negative about Trump. A Trump supporter will bring up, well, the Democrats. Hey, hey, buddy, I don't, I honestly don't give a shit what the Democrats are doing. I am neither. I'm, I'll be straight with you. I'm a, I'm a registered Democrat because pl- Florida's political yeah. system is jacked the fuck up and we have closed primaries. So you can only vote if you choose Republican or Democrat. And the only Republican nominee this year was Trump. So I have to be a Democrat in order to have my fair say. But I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. I do not subscribe to their dogma. And I could give two shits less. So if you're listening to this and you've argued with me on any social media or in person and you've brought up but the Democrats, you should know that that, that's not going to work. I don't subscribe to their bullshit either. They're just as evil as the Republicans. They're just a different kind of evil. they all work for the same company, so... What company is that? Screwing the people, oh, Inc. Yeah. They all it's the same, they all work for the same industry, the same lobbyist. There's there, there's a, there's a there's a handful of Democrats out there that are actually worth the shit. It's a very it's I, I believe the number might be a dozen, maybe maybe fifteen if you really if. You, if at least not at least on the federal level. If at least on the federal, I level. think that's you get down into it. some. I believe I saw an interview on MSNBC with a uh, a Democratic socialist that won out in Eastern Kentucky. Well, oh, wow. that's because that people don't likely. realize it, but they're not really Republican <laughs> out there. They're populist, which is very different. Gotcha. Populist is more about the working Populist man. Populist is just about yeah. It's Am I correct? A lot about making sure you, that we don't get fucked over. And really, when it comes down to it. I mean, Bernie calls himself a socialist, but he's really a populist. I mean, if you really want to get into what Bernie Sanders is, he's a populist. Yeah, because socialism would mean the workers, or it'd be the workers of the government controlling all, all, yes, all, it would be the uh, government control of all industry, like so. control of all profits, and and no one in America has ever called for that. All we're all we're saying is there's a few yeah, that's places. What- that you can take your greedy money grubbing hands off of. That's really all it is. That, and we can spend our money a little bit better. It's like, like our, I keep going back to this damn defense budget, and I'm sorry, but it's like if I went out and I bought 30 guns instead of buying groceries, like my wife would be pissed. Like I'm my wife in this scenario, and the government is me. Like they just keep buying fucking bombs. And building bases and controlling their net, their their interests overseas, but we don't have any like groceries. We don't have guaranteed health care, and I I don't know. It just it seems odd that no one no one really argues about like why we have to spend so much money on defense when when people are like oh well the. You know, we can't take care of illegal aliens until the the homeless vets are taken care of. Okay, but who shut down the psychiatric hospitals? Like, who's defunding those? Like, it's the same people you're voting for when you think you're voting for your, well, your we, lower taxes. And again, all that. that goes back to the manufacturing just, and of brainwashing. They got people to feel that paying taxes is is a bad thing. Well, what's the difference if you're paying taxes for health care or you're paying a private company. It's like it's still money out of it's just money out of your pocket. 
either way, it's money out of your pocket. It's like, what difference does it make? Oh, of course. Like, and they say the government can't do anything. Well, the government sure can pull the fence together. They sure can't prop up corporations. So I don't see why they can't, you know, work for you. Know, what's that? Us. Right. Which is what their whole purpose is supposed to be is to is to provide like provide safety. I'm trying to word this correctly so I don't get roasted by the libertarians. Uh, well, well, you are one of you is listening. I know I can't stand uh, libertarians, but their purpose is to provide provide safety and security for the United States citizens. And in a 21st century, safety and security means more than having a well-established military. It means health care. It means clean water. Looking at you, fucking Flint, Michigan. Sorry about that shit. Apparently, everyone forgot about that because I haven't seen dick about Flint, Michigan in years or months, I'll say. And years was a bit of an exaggeration. But like some basic and some basic humanistic kind of things that should come from empathy. Like, I don't understand why people are okay with a bunch of taxes being taken out for the DOD, but no taxes being taken out for fucking poor people. And I keep going back around to that, and I'm sorry for whoever's listening, listening to me talk in fucking circles. Well, guess what? Guess what nuts. industry has the strongest the strongest lobbying firms? It's yeah, they kind of got their ass anymore. handed to them at that lawsuit back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Because of science, hey, look, that's all back to what we were talking about earlier, everybody. Because of science, science doesn't lie. Cigarettes are bad for you the whole yes, time. That's <laughs> the reason why you were duped into smoking cigarettes for the last 40 years of your life was because those lobbyists were paying politicians while the scientists told them not to. We're going down the same road with global warming. The scientists say are climate change. I don't know what the preferred vernacular is now. But the scientists are telling you one thing and the government's telling you something else. Listen to the Well, they were clearly scientists. right about the climate because we stopped driving in places and they're cleaning themselves up. I mean, Venice Venice has yeah, clear yeah. water now. The, the, the air in that part of Italy I is much might... cleaner. Uh, the air in China is insanely cleaner around Beijing. It's so much cleaner in the northern part of the China. It's unreal. And so it just goes to show that they thought the sci the scientists were right. It climate change is our but once fault. again here's it's here's our fault. We're uh, exasperating the problem, and you know, like that's that's just the truth of the matter. There's no and the people that don't like the the people that don't want to believe in all that stuff are the same. You know, uh how far back did I want to make that point? The, the people that talk about like what the constitution's originalist <laughs> and these libertarian types and all this stuff, these are the same people that don't believe in evolution. So they don't believe things and situations evolve and unfortunately, and they do. And if you actually read the constitution, they, the founders put clauses in the constitution to be able to change the constitution for the times of the future that would change but they we there's a been a, there's been a lot of, we have been a lot of hype we have such a because they're split because there's been a lot of hijacking going on there's a lot of hijacking going on about about messaging and about framing oh, and about coming back around to manufacturing the consent they need to get what they want which is never what the working class needs or wants. It's a sad situation. And the working class, I feel like, has been forgotten in, in America. Not by the working class. The working class, I mean, there's hella country songs written about working men. No, you know, no one forgets them when it's poetic or when they're romanticizing the backbreaking labor that the workers do. But the politicians don't care and no matter who you are which side you are i don't care if you're the the farthest right republican or the farthest left democrat or a libertarian or a neocon or a or a fucking communist i don't care the government does not care about you that that is the, the moral of the story every yeah, dude they day. don't if you're not every money, day, they don't care 
No, no, because that's that's the interest. Money is power, and it always will be unless there's some kind of fundamental change to stop that's money from being so influential to, in politics. That's why, that's why Bernie's message is so important. That's why the establishment doesn't know, doesn't understand why, like a Bernie Sanders endorsement of, say, Joe Biden does end up getting it. Bernie Sanders can endorse him. It doesn't mean the movement's going to follow him. The movement is the movement. Set Bernie just happened to be the momentary leader of it. I'm having, I have a feeling it's either like AOC or Rokana could very well be the next leaders of the movement. And it's not, it's a movement. It has, has less to do with him and more to do with the ideals that he was spewing. And like the establishment does not know how to handle this. It's kind of like the Trump thing. But the Republicans wanted to were more worried about winning than they were about the message. They said, "Screw it, we'll go with him." They got him into office, and then just did you know, and turned him into what they needed him to be. And the Democrats weren't willing to do that because they knew Bernie wouldn't. Uh, he wasn't going to melt like Trump did. That's how Trump won. Think about it, man. He was running to the left of Hillary Clinton on a bunch of shit. He really was. He ran to her left, a Republican, ran to the left of the Democrat, pulled in a bunch of votes. Well, Hillary Clinton was uniquely disliked in this now, country. Did yeah. you say Trump ran to the left of Hillary Clinton? Could you give me some specific like, examples? Because I, I don't remember Look at the discussions that. about health care. He was standing up there going, we're going to give everybody health care. And she's going, well, no, nah, meh. You know, the same as the establishment Dems are now. Uh, uh, some other shit was like some other shit was like so we're not going to touch your social security and shit and she's up there being pragmatic about you know trying to go well we might uh, well, yeah, people don't want to hear that shit I've been paying into social security since I was 14 I mean that motherfuckers need to quit trying to take that shit away from me because it, it's going to get ugly if you keep trying to take that shit away from me you really think we're going to have That's social I mean. security by the time we're retirement age I'm going to get real angry not gonna fucking happen. They don't give a shit. They, I say that they. I mean the government, the federal government, even the state oh, government. They don't care about you. They're not gonna do anything in your best interest. They're gonna do what. They're gonna get away with as much did as I, they can get away with and still get a vote from. Did somebody. I send you that? And not not even that. enough people. Ah. Uh, Fuck, who was it? It was uh, it was Sager's segment from Rising a Friday morning. Did I send you the link to that the other day, or was that somebody else? All right, I'll have to send you that one. And then I don't we'll, think that was me. You can watch that one, and then we can discuss discuss the predicting revolution. Well, that's another episode of the Crass Rebuttal. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody from list for listening, not from listening, for listening. I appreciate everybody who's listened to this podcast. And uh, if you take away one thing from this show uh, today, it is that no one in the government cares about you. And if you remember last week's, uh, or I shouldn't say last week, last episode's moral of the story was vote. So yeah, vote, because no one cares about you. Hashtag not me, us. <laughs>